Let's turn our Bible this morning to Galatians chapter 3. We started last week there from that passage. I want to continue to teach you more on this passage because this is very important for every believer to understand who we are and what is kept over our life. I want to read uh, verse 7 to 9. Galatians chapter 3, verse 7 to 9. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of God. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You see, Abraham is a man who responded God by showing his faith to whatever God spoke to him. So this is what God is trying to expect from each and every one of us. God wants us to show that we are a people of faith in believing what God speaks to us. So what is God speaking to us? He's talking about the blessing that he has declared over our life. We are a blessed people. We have the blessing of the Lord over our life. And every time when I say we have the blessing of the Lord over our life, the Bible talks God's blessing in such a way that God gives his strength, he gives his anointing, he gives his wisdom, he gives you his favor. All those things are great blessings in our life. And that is what God is trying to show us this morning, you know. He has declared and he has given you his strength. And what does God's strength is going to do in your life? It's going to give you every success and it is going to make you be prosperous in everything that you do. In your spiritual life, you've got to be prosperous. In your family life, you've got to be prosperous. You've got to be prosperous in everything. How many of you want to be prosperous in everything? Amen? Not only in one particular area. God wants us to be prosperous in every aspect of life. And there are so many, you know, character that the Bible is talking about. But I want to show you this morning, Abraham is the best example for us to understand how the blessing of the Lord helped him to receive God's strength, how the blessing of the Lord helped him to prosper in everything that he, you know, had to go through. So you've got to believe that same blessing is kept upon each and every one of our life. And the same chapter in Galatians chapter 3 verse 14, it says, Wherefore, you know, verse 14 says, That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Look at it, it talks about you and me. We are Gentiles. We are not the physical descendant of Abraham. But we are Gentiles today. But the Bible says even the Gentiles are able to connect their life in the blessing of Abraham because Jesus, who took all of our sin, who took all of our curse, paid the price for our sin, you know, paid the require, you know, 
you know, things that has to be released, that, that, that has to release us from the curse that was upon our life. That's why that the previous verse, verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's what Jesus did. Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law and Jesus is taking us into the blessing of Abraham. That's the beauty of it, you know. He releases you from your curse and he connects you in the blessing of Abraham. And that's why we can take assurance this morning that we have the blessing of the Lord upon our life. And when we talk about the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord is also referring to the blessing that God gave to Abraham. So you and I are also eligible to, you know, partake every blessing that was given to Abraham. It is happening through Jesus Christ. So the Bible talks about blessing of Abraham. Now the big question here is, what is the blessing of Abraham that the Bible is talking about? Because Jesus himself is taking you and me who believes him into the blessing of Abraham. So what's the big deal about the blessing of Abraham? I just want to show you the points today, but I'm not going to talk on that. I would take time to explain all of the blessing that God gave to Abraham. But that's not what I'm going to talk today. I'm going to talk more about how God, you know, wants us to live in the blessing of the Lord. Because today you see, blessing is also real. Curse is also real in this world. Can you say there's no curse in this world? No, there are so many curses, you know, that's still working in this world. Even in spite of curse working in this world, you see, you can, still your, you can still live your life in the blessing of the Lord. How many of you believe that you can still live your life in the blessing of the Lord? Amen? And we are blessed people. We are experiencing God's blessing. We take every effort to live in the blessing that God has kept over our life. And that's what I want to talk to you this morning. But let, just, let me just brief you what is the blessing that the Bible is talking about Abraham. The first thing that God says when God talks about Abraham's blessing, He says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. That's the first blessing God is talking about, Abraham's blessing. The blessing that God gave to Abraham, the first thing that you can see is, God says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. And the second blessing that God tells to Abraham is, I will make you a great nation. That's the second blessing God gives to Abraham. And the third blessing God says, I will make your name great. And the fourth blessing God says to Abraham is, I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who curse you. And the fifth blessing God gave to Abraham is that he says, in thee all the families of the earth will be blessed. This five blessing is very important. These are the five blessing God said to Abraham and you see Abraham completely believed it. He added faith to whatever God spoke to him. 
That's why the Bible says Abraham was a faithful man in believing what God promised him. That's why he became the father for the, you know, he became the father to declare that he, he trusted God so much. He's becoming a sign or an example how a person not only received the blessing of God, but he also becomes a sign, an example to show forth to every person how you can believe the God who blesses you. You see, that's why the Bible is also encouraging us today that we got to believe whatever God tells to our life. When God says, I have blessed you, you got to believe it. You may have so many doubts, you may have so many different opinions about it, you may go through different situations in life, you may have so many needs, you may have so many crises around your life, but yet in spite of all that, you must be in a position to add faith in everything that God speaks about the blessing that he has placed over your life. That's what I'm going to show you from Numbers 22 because this is a very important chapter where you will see blessing is also real, curse is also real. But I want you to make a decision, what are you going to believe? Choice is always yours. God is saying blessing is also real in this world. Curse is also real in this world. But after becoming the child of God, after taking Jesus as the Lord of your life, after giving Jesus place in your heart, you and I have to believe the blessing is real in my life. See, what happens here is the king of Moab, he's trying to, you know, curse the people of Israel whom God has blessed. Now, every time when you see people of Israel in this passage, you know, in this chapter 22, 23, I want you to put yourself into that position. Because you are just like people of Israel who are blessed by the Lord. How many of you believe that this morning? Amen? Who are we? We are blessed by the Lord. Come on, how many of you believe that? Who are you? You are not just with your name. You are not just an identity of your name, but you got to know that you have the blessing of the Lord over your life. The people of Israel were blessed people. You see, when they came out from Egypt, when they crossed through the Red Sea, now when they're about to enter into the, you know, land of Moab, now the king of Moab is trying to, you know, look at the people of Israel and he says they are, you know, so many. And he's saying, you know, these people are blessed by God. I don't want this blessed people to come in because just like a cow eats the grass, they may come in and eat each and every one of us and take this land. So this king is planning, you know, to stop the blessing which is working upon the people of Israel. Now every time when I talk about Moab, the king here, you got to consider this king 
to devil because devil is the one who always wants to you know some or the other way make us believe that curse is also real curse is real in my life nothing wrong in believing that curse is real in this world but you it's it becomes big mistake when you believe it works in your life how many of you understand the difference that i'm talking here when you believe it's real in your life then everything goes wrong that's what moab is trying to do he wants some or the other way to curse this people of israel and in order to do that he's planning so many things there's only one reason he doesn't want this blessing to work upon this people of israel if i can stop the blessing of the lord working upon the people of israel then i will have opportunity to oppress them to defeat them this is the same thing devil is planning over each and every one of our life because devil knows you and i have the blessing of the lord over our life he's not interested in working on a people who believe on curse but he's interested to work on people who believes the blessing of the lord now we are week after week hearing about the blessing of the lord now devil knows that there is more opportunity for you to believe the blessing of the lord which is working over your life and devil wants to take every opportunity to stop you believing the blessing of the lord and you give in room to believe the curse that can work in your life so you see that's what moab the king you know is trying to do here and what is he doing he's hiring a prophet showed you from verse 6 he says he's hiring a prophet he says come now therefore i pray thee curse me this people look at the look at the word that he's saying he says i want you to curse them for me curse me this people for they are too mighty for me preadventure i shall prevail that we may smite them and that i may drive them out of the land for i own that he whom thou blessest is blessed and he whom thou curseest is cursed now look at he knows what whomever you bless he will be blessed and he's saying whomever you curse i also know that they will also be cursed that's why i showed you last week you know the word curse as another meaning you know people often they use you know so casually the word damn they say instead of saying very good you see some young people they always use the word saying it's damn good they think that's more stylish to say but the real meaning for the word damned is it says something which is named for destruction devil always wants to bring out words out of the mouth something which will you know destroy you or you know which will spoil your life and that's what james says and james says when he writes his letter in james chapter 3 verse 6 it says our tongue is like fire you know it sets fire of hell 
you can set a fire of hell to the words that comes out of your mouth if you speak the word of destruction if you speak the word which can destroy you then devil knows you know you will start to believe the curse which can work over your life but today i'm going to talk to you and show you from this passage that no matter how many ways devil may work against your life if you can conform your life in the blessing of the lord devil has no room to make you believe that curse can work for you that's what i want to show you you know i showed you verse 12 you know now prophet has been hired by the king balak and he wants the prophet you know to curse the people of israel verse 12 you see and god said unto balaam thou shall not go with them thou shall not curse the people for they are blessed i showed you you know we got to believe that we are a people who are blessed by god how many of you believe this morning you are a child who's been blessed by god your family is blessed by god how many of you believe that this morning amen and any time when devil or anybody comes to you know stop the blessing over your life god will warn them god always warns the devil be careful he is my child i have blessed them i i have blessed them you have no way you know you have no room to touch my child god is always very particular about the blessing that he has placed over our life now god is telling to the prophet do not go with this people do not curse the people whom i have blessed better be careful because they are blessed now look at what happens the prophet is obeying to god verse 13 says and balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princess of balak get you into your land for the lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you looks like he's a good prophet here you know sounds good for a few while but at a few few verses you see you know he changed he changed his mind he was deceived he prepared to go with the princess of balak to curse the people of israel look at verse 14 it says and the prince of moab rose up and they went unto balak and said balaam refused to come with us and verse 15 says and balak sent yet again princes more and more honorable than they now is is he has already sent his princes with all these you know silver and gold everything that you know the king wants to honor this prophet first this prophet is rejecting because god said do not go the king is not leaving him you know the king some or the other way wants to curse the people of israel you see for that you know the king is saying i will send you more honorable princes and i will honor you more look at that next verse it says and they came to balaam and said to him 
Thus saith Balak the son of Zippor, Let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me. Verse 17, you see, For I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. The king is saying, I will offer you whatever you want. Even you ask me anything, you ask me to do anything, I'm ready to do anything, but I want you to do in response to what you want me to do for you, is that I want you to come and curse this people. Now look at the response. The prophet is giving, and Balaam answered and said unto the servant of Balak, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Sounds very good here, you know. The prophet looks as if, you know, is looking very good here. He says, I cannot do, you know, even if the king gives me his palace, even if he gives me his silver and gold, I cannot do anything on my own, less or more. He says, I can't go beyond the word of the Lord my God. Looks very good here. But next verse you see what happens here is, the prophet now is trying to act on his own. Verse 19 says, now therefore I pray you, tarry ye also here this night, that I may know what the Lord will say unto me more. He already know what the Lord has said to him in verse 12. Right? Verse 12 says, God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. This is the answer already God has given. Now just because the prophet mind is changed, he thinks, he allowed his mind to be deceived to silver and gold. He allowed his mind to the offer that the king has offered him. Now the prophet is ready to curse. That's what I'm trying to show you. No matter whoever turns over your life, even it may be a prophet, even it may be a king, even it may be a big person in authority who wants to do some, you know, thing for your life. As long as you believe and you conform your life to live in the blessing of the Lord, I tell you, my friend, nothing can harm you. But if you give room for all the curses and all the works of devil that is around you, and if you believe that it can affect your life, it can affect your mind, it can affect your effort, then there's something will take place. You see, first the king wants him to curse. Now the prophet is ready to curse the people of Israel. That's something very, you know, surprising to me. Look at verse 19, it says, he says, you wait here, let me go and pray and ask God what more can be done. He says, that I may know what the Lord will say unto me more. What is he going to say me more? 
And verse 20, God is trying to talk to him. He says, And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, Look, at this is very important. You got to see every word what God speaks here. He said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, thou sh that shall thou do. God is trying to tell him, if they come again and call you, if they have come to call you again, then you can rise up and go. This is what God was talking to the prophet in the night. But look at what the prophet did in the next verse will show you that he was not acting to what God said to him. He was working opposite to what God said to him. Look at the next verse it says, And Balaam rose up in the morning, settled his donkey as, and went with the princes of Moab. Before they came in the morning and called them, Come, it's time, let's go. Before the princes of Moab who came and called them in the morning, asked them, it's already time, let's come, let's go, you know, meet the king. This prophet is already getting ready. He's getting ready in the morning, he's, he's you know, preparing his donkey, he's keeping all the things. And that really, you know, made God be anger angry with this prophet. Look at the next verse. And God's anger was kindled because he went. Now you may ask, God is the one who said to go? Now if God was the one who sent him to go, and why is he getting angry with him? God is getting angry with him because God said, if they come and call you again, then you can rise up and go. That's what God said to him in the night. But before they came and called him, they you know, said, come, let's go. Prophet, he was ready. He waked them up and he said, come on, let's go. That's what made God angry. And God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his donkey and his two servants were with him. Well, look at God is angry with this prophet. And now what happens here, verse 23 you see, And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. But the prophet was not able to see it. There is, a, there, is a, there is a picture God is showing you, no matter even a king rises up against you to curse, no matter even a prophet rises up to curse you, no matter whoever, whatever the circumstances is, as long as you believe that Jesus has redeemed you from your curse and he has you know, cleansed all your sins, Jesus is giving you an assurance this morning no matter whoever stands up and, you know, tries to do something, you know, over your life, you can take rest assured that my blessing will completely protect you.
That is the picture God is showing here. You see, you know, donkey was able to see the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand and the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. He's beating. He's whacking up the donkey and he says, come on, come back to the way. I am interested to go to collect the silver and gold. I am interested to go meet the king, you know, Balak. I am ready to curse the people of Israel. Why are you not cooperating with me, donkey? That's the meaning for why he was beating the donkey. You getting what I'm saying? And look at what happened. Again the angel of the Lord, second time. Again the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyard a wall being on his side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, he thrust herself unto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. And again he was able to beat the donkey. He's again beating the donkey, second time. He says, why are you doing that? And the third time you see, and the angel of the Lord went further and stood in the narrow place where was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, the third time when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under the, uh, fell down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled and he smote the ass with a staff. He's getting angry. He's getting upset. He's saying, why are you doing this donkey to me? It's time to go. It's time to go and curse the people of Israel. God was watching this and look at what is happening here. Verse 28. The reason why I'm reading this verse is to show you this one point here. Sometime in our life when we don't believe the blessing of the Lord, when we don't, you know, you know, live in the blessing of the Lord, when we don't understand the blessing of the Lord, Lord is not, God is not going to leave you like that. He will work like how he worked through a donkey here to the prophet. Verse 28 says, and the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. Sometime when we don't understand the blessing of the Lord, let me tell you, there might be time God may open the mouth of a donkey over your life. In order to talk to a donkey, God has to open the mouth of a donkey. There are many Christians today in Christianity, being the child of God, they don't believe the blessing of the Lord, but they believe the curse. They believe every word somebody comes and tells to them. If someone comes to your house and say, we're going to pray for you, and if they say, I see something in your house, I see some witchcraft has been done, I see some curse in this place. People are ready to believe that, but people are not ready to believe that Jesus who died on the cross for your sin, who has redeemed you from all of your curse, and who has connected you through into the blessing of Abraham, people are not ready to believe that. That's why... I again and again every week talk about the blessing of the Lord and I want to make sure anybody who comes here, people who come here every week, I want to make sure that you got to believe 
that no matter what your situation is, no matter what you're going through this morning, you got to believe, you got to approach, you got to see your life that you are blessed by this wonderful God. The blessing of the Lord is upon your life. How many of you believe that this morning? The blessing of the Lord is upon your life. You see, God opened the mouth of a donkey. What's amazing to me is, look at how much is the donkey talking here. Maybe for a while, you know, it's just like you see a cartoon movie, right? You see all the animated, you know, characters they speak, you know. Sometimes dogs speak, sometimes lions speak, sometimes you see all the animals that in the cartoon movie, they speak, you know, all those animals speak. It's just like that God is, you know, I think this is, this is where they got the idea to make cartoon movies. Maybe, you know, we don't know. This could be the clue for them to, you know, characterize this kind of image and, you know, develop these things, you know. Everything is in the Bible, you're getting what I'm saying? Everything is in the Bible. Everything that you see is already recorded in the Bible. Sometimes you are amazed to see in a, in a cartoon movie where all the animals are talking, children especially kids, you know, they're surprised to see, you know, but you got to tell them, you know, before this cartoon character which you see in the TV or the movie, before this could ever happen, this has already happened in Numbers chapter 22, verse 28. <laughs> What's amazing here, look at that it says, and the, and the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee? Thou hast smitten me these three times. Amazing, you know. Imagine when you, you know, wax, whack your dog, you know, beat your dog, and suddenly dog talks to you. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you discipline your child. Your, dis your child may talk to you, that's not a big thing. But if you, you train a pet animal and if the pet animal suddenly talks to you when you discipline it, don't, won't you be surprised to see such kind of things happening? That's the same thing. He has traveled in the same donkey to so many other places. Never in his lifetime, you know, this prophet ever saw a donkey talking to him. But this donkey is talking to him and the way the donkey is talking says, you know, see, you have beaten me three times. Is there any reason why you have beaten me for three times? That's the question he's asking. It says, verse 29, Balaam said unto the donkey, uh, you know, because thou hast mocked me, I would there wear a sword in my hand, for now would I kill thee. Prophet is saying, if I would have had a sword in my hand for the embarrassment that you have done for me, I would have killed you. Now look at again, donkey is talking. You know why donkey was keep on talking? Unless this prophet donkey understands what God is trying to do, this donkey is not going to close his mouth. You're getting what I'm saying? There are situations in our life, there are times in our life where we don't believe or we don't understand what the blessing of the Lord is the Bible talking about. 
God may use any tool to make you believe, any instrument, any person, any character that can make you believe that the blessing of the Lord is upon your life. Here you see verse 30, the donkey said unto Balaam the prophet, Am I, am not I thee donkey, I thy donkey, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever owned to do so unto thee? And he said, he's, donkey's asking, have I ever done this to you before? I have been the donkey from the day that you have chosen me. I have taken you to many places. I have never acted like this before. Don't you know that? Don't you realize it's something vague, there's something new that I am doing that means there's something happening in this place. There's something that God wants you to understand. That is what donkey is trying to say here. Donkey is trying to look at the prophet and say, there's something that God wants you to understand. Don't you know that? I have never acted like this. And the prophet says, yes, I also know that. The moment he realized it, the moment he understood, yes, what the donkey is saying is true. Once when he understands what the donkey is saying true, yes, this has never acted like this, that means there's something that is happening here. The moment the prophet acknowledged what the donkey said, God closed the mouth of donkey's mouth and now God opened the eyes of the prophet. That's the beauty here. Until you believe and understand the blessing of the Lord, God will use every situation, every time to make you believe. Once you believe, God opens your eyes. That's what is happening here. And then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore thou hast smitten thy ass, donkey, these three times. Behold, I went out to withstand thee, because thy way is preserved before me. It is against before me. That's what it says. And verse 33 says, And the donkey saw me, and turned from me these three times. The angel of the Lord is saying, The since your donkey was able to see me the three times I appeared before you. Just because the donkey was able to see, it says, uh, you know, from me these three times, unless she had turned from me, surely now also I have slain thee and saved her alive. If the donkey would have not moved, I would have killed you and you would have been dead and your donkey would have been alive. Now after realizing it, now look at prophet, says, no, 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 no more, I'm not going to curse the people of Israel. He's decided, no, I'm not going to do that. He started with that decision, in between God, you know, showed, be careful, 
don't ever try to curse my people because they are blessed. Now he changed his mind, look at verse, the next verse says, And Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displeases thee, I will get, I will get me back again. He says, Lord, if it is displeases you, I will go back. I don't want to go, Lord. But look at what the angel of the Lord says. And the angel of the Lord said unto Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, that thou shalt speak. So Balaam went with the princess of Balak. You see, God is now giving him a warning saying, You just have to speak what I show you, what I tell you. For that you go there. Now the prophet understood it is impossible to curse the people who are blessed by God. Now it is time for the king to understand that no matter how much ever he may offer, no matter how much ever silver, gold, whatever the promotion that he may give, that he cannot curse the people whom God has blessed. But the point here today is, do I believe that I am a person that my family is being blessed by God? We are blessed family. We are in the blessing of the Lord. If you believe that, let me tell you, no matter how much ever devil may work to make you believe the curse that will work in your life, I tell you, my friend, it will not work for you because blessing is more bigger than the curse that devil wants to make you believe. Now look at here what's happening. Now Moab king, you know, Balak is trying to, you know, prepare the prophet to curse the people of Israel. So Balaam, you know, is trying to tell the uh, king Balak, he says, now prepare me seven altars. You can see that from verse 38. He says, prepare me seven altars and get me seven, you know, uh, he says, seven oxen and seven rams. And I'm going to sacrifice that. And when I sacrifice that, God will come to meet me. And when God comes to meet me, he will give me his word and I will bring that word to you. Now the king Balak is trying to prepare this altar for just only one purpose and that one purpose is he wants this prophet to curse the people of Israel. Now you see what's happening here, you know, as you know, uh, verse 4, verse 5 onward, and the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth. Verse 5, you see. Next chapter, Numbers chapter 23, verse 5. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return unto Balak, and thus thou shalt speak. And he returned unto him, and lo, he stood by his burnt sacrifice, he and all the princes of Moab. And when he took up his parable and said, Balak the king of Moab has brought me from Aram out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come, curse me, Jacob. Come, defile Israel. Now look at what God is saying. How shall I curse 
whom God has not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord has not defiled? For from the top of the rock I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell along, dwell alone, and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the numbers forth part of the Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my last end be like this. And Balak said unto Balaam, What hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse my enemy, and behold, thou hast blessed them altogether. He's saying, I have called you, I have hired you, I, you know, I have prepared your altar in order to curse these people, but what is happening here? You have entirely blessed them, and he says, I can only do what God has asked me to do. Next verse he says, he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak that which the Lord has put in my mouth? Now look at, the king is not stopping here. He says, all right, the first attempt has failed. Never mind. I'm going to prepare you another place, building you seven different altars. You see, the next verse says, And Balak said unto him, Come, I pray thee, with me unto another place. He's not giving up. Devil is a person who will never give up in your life because he knows some or the other way, I want to make the people who believe the blessing of the Lord also believe the curse that can work in their life. He's saying, come, let's go to the other place. And you see, there again, he's preparing seven altars. He's, you know, offering seven rams and oxen. And now again, God speaks to him. Now look at verse 16. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Go again unto Balak and say thus. And when he came to him, behold, he stood by the burnt offering and the princess of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, What has the Lord spoken? And he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear Hearen unto me, thou son of Zippor, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. This is the confirmation that you and I have to have over our life. This is what God is looking at the people of Israel and promising through a prophet to a king who really wants to curse them. You got to understand, verse 19 is spoken in the context of verse 20. What is the verse 20 says? God says, I will not change, I will not reverse. I have once and forever settled to bless my people and I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to return. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to reverse it. For that God is saying, I'm not a man to lie. I will not change my mind. 
God is saying, I have blessed my people. You got to believe that this morning. That's the same thing God is declaring over you and me. He says, I have blessed you. The question that we got to ask ourselves is, am I putting my confidence to live my life in believing the blessing of the Lord? If you put your confidence in believing that your life is filled with the blessing of the Lord, is working with the blessing, you have the strength from God, you receive the wisdom from God, you receive favor over your life from God, the authority of God is working over these are all the blessings of the Lord which is working over your life. My life is established, is settled, is conformed. I can assure that I am living my life. I believe, this is what I believe. I believe that my life, my family, every walk of my hand is being, you know, rested, settled in the blessing of the Lord. I live my life in the blessing of the Lord. But today you see many Christians, they don't believe that. I remember one brother came and told me, Pastor, every night when I sleep, I get a dream where ten dogs are chasing me. You know? And he said to me this, you know, I think the reason why I get these kind of dream is because I think my life somewhere around has been cursed. That is why I get all these bad dreams. I want to assure you this morning, more than your bad dreams, I want to tell you, give more importance to what the Word of God is saying about you. And what God has kept over your life is the real thing that you and I have to believe. I told that brother, you know, you know what Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 says? Verse 13 says, Jesus has redeemed you from all curse and he has connected you into the blessing of Abraham. I asked him, have you ever meditated this and you gone to sleep? I told him, if you meditate this, Galatians 3, 13 and 14, and if you go to sleep, I, I was telling him, you know, dogs will not be chasing you. You will start to see the blessing of the Lord chasing your life. Jacob had a dream, you know, God showed him what is going to be the result. He had a dream about the blessing that God is going to do in his life. Because he was a man who believed the blessing of God. He believed the promises that God gave to him. Now what, are, what kind of dream do you get? What are you afraid about your life? The reason why fear and the doubt and you know, all kinds of bad dreams and bad imagination that comes into your life is because we are failing to meditate on the blessing of the Lord which the Bible is talking to us. I told him, you know, you got to believe that. I said, believe and meditate. No matter, it may be a prophet, it may be someone, maybe a brother or a sister, maybe a so-and-so, whoever it is, maybe a person in authority, maybe a well-influenced person, no matter whoever it is, 
Even if they come and tell you there's some curse, there's some witchcraft, there's some devilish, you know, devil's work in your life. I said to him, don't believe it. Believe what the word of God says, Jesus has redeemed us from curse. And he has connected us into the blessing of Abraham. This is true. This is the truth that you and I have to believe. That's what God is trying to tell here about the people of Israel. He says, I have settled to bless them. Sometime devil will come and give you a thought saying, you know, you are not a good person, you are not a perfect man. See how many mistakes have you done. Even in that time, you got to make sure that you got to say, no matter how many mistakes I have done, no matter even if I'm not a perfect man, no matter even if I'm not a good person, I know the blessing of the Lord which has the power to make me good, which has the power to, you know, forgive me all, all my mistakes. The blessing of the Lord has the power to help me live a good person, may help me to live like a good person. It can change my character. It can change my life. Because the blessing of the Lord has power to change my life. That's what we got to be. Look at the next verse, you know, verse 21. You see what God is trying to say. He has not held iniquities in Jacob. He's saying, you know, I'm not going to hold your mistake. I'm not going to hold your sin. I'm not going to hold your, you know, transgression. He says to Jacob and Israel, I'm not going to keep counting your iniquities. I'm not going to keep, you know, counting on your transgression. I'm not going to see that. He says, the Lord, his God is with them. And the shout of a king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of an unicorn. If you got a dream well in your sleep, you got to meditate this verse 21, 22, 23, 24. It says you have the strength of an unicorn. And it says no matter what kind of witchcraft, you know, see the next verse, it says, Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob, neither there is any divination against Israel according to this time it shall be said of Jacob and Israel what hath God wrought and verse 24 says behold the people shall rise up like a great lion and lift up themselves as an young lion he shall not lie down until he eat of the peri and drink the blood of the slain this is the dream that you got to get you got to you know believe that you have the strength of a unicorn and you got to believe that you know you can rise up like great lions imagine when you get dreams like this when you meditate on the blessing of the Lord you know you will have more strength you'll have more courage to face every problem every challenges you will not sit back you will not be grumbling you will not be murmuring but you will have a strength of a lion strength of a unicorn to face every problem that you you know which comes up against your life knowing that I am blessed I'm not going to sit quiet this problem is not going to you know put me down it's not going to finish me but I'm going to receive 
the strength of an unicorn. I'm going to rise up like great lions. You should have dreams like this, my friend. You can get these kind of dreams only when you meditate and believe that the blessing of the Lord is working over your life. If you don't meditate this blessing, then everything may go wrong. You know, one sister came and told me, you know, that there was a person who came to our house and he prayed. And while praying, he said, I see some, you know, witchcraft has been done in this family, among your family members. One among your family members has done this witchcraft to you. And after finishing the prayer, she said that, you know, person told her it was nobody, it was, it was none other than our mother-in-law. This man who came to pray to that house already know that daughter-in-law and mother-in-law are not in good terms. Now he knows, now whatever I'm going to say about mother-in-law or whatever I'm going to say about some issues that they have in family, this person knows that they will believe. She said, you know, pastor, somebody has kept some witchcraft. I thought someone outside my family, but that man said, it is your mother-in-law, your own mother-in-law has kept. Now, do you think peace will come in that family? You think there will be joy in that family? You think the blessing of the Lord will, you know, take authority in their house? No. When somebody comes and tells, you know, somebody has done some witchcraft, somebody has done something to you, you got to say, more than somebody doing it for me, 2000 years ago, Jesus gave us life on the cross of Calvary for me, in order to, you know, bring me out from every kind of curse of the people and the devil is trying to work in my life. I don't believe that. You see, a king was working here to curse the people of Israel, but that was not working. He tried, he was trying to do that against the people of Israel who were blessed by God. And you see, it was not able to be, he was not able to be successful to, you know, declare the curse upon the people of Israel. He tried, but he was not, he was not able to win. That should be the condition over our life. Curse may be in this world. Devil may try to somehow make you believe that curse will work for you, but you got to always keep your life in one position saying, no, I have the blessing of the Lord. I believe the blessing of the Lord. I know the blessing of the Lord is working for me more than the power of curse. I know the power of blessing is much greater than everything that the devil is trying to work in my life. Do you meditate in such a way about the blessing of the Lord? What do we say when we face challenges? What do we say when we face problems? What do we say when you, are, when you are broken inside? Sometimes there are situations where we are broken inside. What do we say? 
That's the time you got to say, no, I have the blessing of the Lord still working on my side. This blessing will lift me up. I will rise up like great lions. I will receive the strength of, you know, unicorn. I can get my strength. I can get the strength because the strength of the Lord is given to me. That's the blessing God is declaring over my life. When you do that, you know, I tell you, my friend, no matter whoever tries to work against your life, they will not be successful. They will get disappointed and they will know that they can't do anything over you. Devils should know that. People who work against you should know that. And they might be looking at you in a very surprising way. I tried everything against this man. I tried everything against this person. But yet he is prospering. Yet he is successful. The reason behind that is only one thing. I believe that the blessing of the Lord is working for me. How many of you believe that the blessing of the Lord is working for you? Continue to believe that. Continue to put your trust in the Lord and believe it. Don't believe whatever the devil is trying to tell you. Believe what the Lord is trying to speak to you. Now, you know, see, verse 25, And Balak said unto Balaam, Neither curse them at all, nor bless them at all. He says, enough. You are not going to curse them. You are only going to bless them. And the third time, and you see, continue if you read verse 27 there. Again, the third time he's trying to take an effort to curse them. Yet again he fails. And then you see, Moab king, the next chapter, verse 8 and 9, he says, uh, you know, verse 10, you know, you see, King Balak is getting angry with prophet. He says, I have called you here to curse the people of Israel, but you are blessing three times. I prepared you an altar. I did whatever you asked me to do for you. But all these three times, you are not doing what I have asked you to do, but you are doing just the opposite. I asked you to curse them, but you are blessing them. God showed to Moab, king, that you cannot touch my people. You cannot harm my people. Curse cannot work for the people of Israel. That's why I told you in the beginning, you got to put yourself in the way how God dealt with people of Israel in this chapter. See yourself like people of Israel here. God is saying, I have blessed them. I'm not going to curse them. And I've kept my blessing. Meditate this blessing over your life. Don't believe whoever, whatever people may say, whatever devil may come and deceive you with. Don't get deceived. Continue to trust, continue to believe that God is blessing me. God is concerned to bless me. God is not going to curse me. God is not going to reject me. God is not going to reverse his blessing over my life. That's what it said here, you know. God was trying to tell people of Israel, I'm not going to reverse my blessing. 
my blessing is settled over your life that's why king of moab was not able to do anything he tried every possible way he tried three times but he failed all the three times let me tell you no matter how many times devil may try to make you believe that curse will work in your life you got to be strong in the truth and in the word of god which says in galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 which says jesus has released you redeemed you delivered you from all kinds of curse and he has connected you into the blessing of abraham that is what we got to believe and when you believe it and when you meditate that no matter what challenges you face no matter what problem that you go through no matter what your need is you approach every situation in life with the blessing of the lord which works upon your life people of israel were able to defeat this king and the defeat moab just because the blessing of the lord was working over their life i want to say the same truth this morning to you believe that the blessing of working for you no matter what your situation is no matter what your condition talks to you talk to your condition say that you have the blessing of the lord over your life this is the truth my friend and when you establish your life in this truth i tell you you will you will flourish you will be blessed you will be you know more stronger you will you will face all of your situation with much courage and with much boldness you will not go hide yourself you not run you know looking at your problem but rather you will continue to trust him and you will grow in the lord and you will be blessed day after day and everything that you put forth your hand will experience the blessing of the lord amen how many of you believe that the blessing of the lord is real in my life amen curse is also real blessing is also real what are you going to believe I believe the blessing of the Lord is really working every day in my life. We are blessed people. How many of you believe that this morning? Amen. Let's stand to our feet and let's pray. Father God, we come into your presence this morning. We thank you, Lord, for giving us a wonderful opportunity where we come and we hear your word. Thank you Lord for establishing this great truth over our life. There are some situations that we are facing you know raised up so many questions in our mind. Am I really blessed? Is really God with me? Is really God concerned about my life? Thank you Lord for showing the people of Israel how you blessed them and how your blessing was settled upon their life. You said it will not be reversed. Let your people believe that this morning that your blessing will not be reversed oh God no matter what it is. We believe that your blessing is really working 
in our life every second. We want to live in that blessing of the Lord. Your blessing will give us strength. Your blessing will give us protection. Your blessing will give us your wisdom, your authority, your favor to overcome every situation that we come across, O oh God. We will not give up, but we will rise up like great lions, O oh God. You are giving us great strength like unicorn, Lord. We receive that strength from you because your blessing is working in our life. We are not going to give up. We are not going to say, I can't do it, but we're going to say, Lord, you will help us to rise up like great lions. That's what we believe, O oh God. I pray that everybody who are here this morning, everybody who are watching this through this video, I pray that let them believe this. Let your children believe that the blessing is really working for them. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. Jesus, we thank you for your blessing. Father, I bless each and every one of you this morning. Help them to ponder this word again and again. Help them to believe this. No matter how big person may come against their life to, you know, spoil them, to, Lord, curse them, to, you know, destroy them, Lord. Let them not believe those things, but let them believe nothing will harm me. Nothing will work against me. Anything that rises against my life will not prosper. It will not work because the blessing will destroy every enemy and the weapon that the enemy is trying to raise up against us. We believe your blessing, Jesus. We thank you for giving your blessing into our life. Help us to believe that and grow in believing your blessing and walk in your blessing and experience every day our life was blessed in you. We give you all the glory and honor this morning. Bless each and every hand which has come forward to sow into your kingdom this morning. Let your blessing be upon them. Bless every work of their hands. Bless their travel. Bless everything that you have given into their hands. Protect us from every harmful thing that is around this world. We know that you are protecting us every day. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for making your blessing work in our life every second. We live in that reality. We give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. And everybody said together, Amen. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Be majestic dominion both now and forevermore. Amen and Amen.